What's up, gamers? Hold on to your headsets for a new episode of This Week in Esports, the one and only podcast made by esports fans for esports fans. For this week's episode, we are talking about NFTs, more Valorant drama, and Kiana and I will be ranking the Halo Land pool play before this weekend's event in Anaheim. Tune in and do not miss out on what's happening this week in esports. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Palmer? I'm doing great. How are you, Kiana? Good, good. You play any games this week? I've been playing a lot of Apex Rank. Oh. It came out. Well, I was playing a lot of Apex to get ready for it. And then season two came out yesterday, so I was grinding it all. Nice, nice, nice. I like that. I've heard um, I played um, Pokemon. Oh, how is it? Oh, it's, it's, it, it doesn't even like. Playing Pokemon, like, in the early days has nothing on this. Oh. This is Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon for the first time. This is the same yeah. shit. Because you know how Breath of the Wild was, like, that flat land? You went in, like, directional pad ways like Pokemon does, the same shit. And yep. then Breath of the Wild came out, open world, amazing gameplay, super awesome. Same exact shit happening here now. And it's... That's- any I've 90s seen, baby would love it. I've seen like a couple TikToks of it, and it's damn near made me go out and buy a Switch just for Pokemon. <laughs> you have I'm to. I'm close. You're, I might. Well, wait. My roommate has one. I just have to buy the game. All right. Yep. See y'all on Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get into esports. So let's talk let's about do it. Call of Duty. Oh, our favorite. My one true love. Yeah. So I want, uh, because it is your one true love, I want you to start <laughs> it out with uh, what happened this weekend, Palmer. Yeah. Um, first, I think they're calling it the major qualifiers. So first week of the first major qualifiers happened this weekend. And honestly, if I can put it in one word, just competitive. This, like all the teams were good. The teams that last week we thought were going to be the bottom, you know, 12, 11, and 10 weren't. And everybody was kind of jumbled on where they should be ranked. We had so many games going to game fives. Just, it was competitive, which is shocking for a Call of Duty that people have not been excited about. But it's, it, it was, was great to watch. I fun. I had a yeah. ton of fun watching. Oh my God. Like, it, it, the way competitive was, especially in the kickoff, I was like, I can't. There's no way I can watch this all year. But this major qualifier, it was unspeakable. It was so great how well it made Vanguard look. Vanguard is a shit game, and it yeah. made it look amazing. 100%. And, yeah. I mean, just the quality of the actual stream. I mean, we had the analyst back in person on the desk. Oh, I like uh, that, yeah. Yeah, which we usually only see at the majors, or at least the past couple of years we have, because everything's been online. Yeah. We still had masters online, so there was one or two technical difficulties, but like that doesn't, it's fine. I mean, just seeing the analysts back in person, I just thought the whole production value of the CDL this weekend was really good. And I mean, as yeah, the game is not as good as it was last year, but I say the production value was much better so you know yeah. i i that nine times out of ten 
Yeah, I think they definitely learned from last year and how many technical difficulties they had and how yeah. qualifiers would last for hours because there would be so many different restarts for different reasons, whether that was the game or somebody dropped off the Zoom call or some other bullshit. So I'm glad that they got that up. And hopefully we can start seeing um, the casters in person as well. Yeah. I think that would yeah. be great, especially for like two casters to kind of show their work. Um, what am I trying to say? Like the way they can talk to each other and like kind of have that banter, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just trying to get closer to each other, especially like just in Call of Duty. It's already such a off put hands off like mm -hmm. sport to have the casters not even together is kind of, it just it would make it better if they were. But I do yeah. like that they're starting in that direction, which and I as far as the casters go, a thank God. They got rid of the green screen, so we don't have, like, big head, big hands anymore. But <laughs> they did announce two new casters. I don't know the names off their t the top of my head, but they did announce the, th the third team of two for casting. They they came up from casting the challenger scene, which is amazing, because there's a lot of people, first of all, the players, but also, like, on the production team down in the challengers that are just not getting enough love. Um, so I really like that they pulled them up. It does, unfortunately, kind of stomp any hopes and dreams of maybe Maven and Merc making a comeback because for the past however long, they always have, you know, rolled with three, and I think that people were still holding out hope. Um, but I'm excited to see new two new casters really get a chance. And Chance and Study, not Chance and Study, Chance and Miles have really stepped up. Study has stepped up as a caster. They've brought new analysts in. Miles, the esports awards caster of the year. Oh my god. <laughs> I went back and watched some of Miles' best calls, and I love that man. Like I underappreciated him for so many years as a codcaster. And he's so good. Oh, so I'm yeah. just happy to see a lot of people really shining in the casting and the analysts and the like hosting just jobs in the CDL. It's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, I met the guy. He's at the Esports Awards when that was. Won. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mic drop. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, so I met the guy. He's really fucking funny. He's exactly what you thought he would be. His personality is the exact same. Like, yeah. it's so. He's so bubbly, on point. He's funny as hell. And oh, his suit? He's rocking that, like, white blazer with the red. <gasps> like, it was. Oh. Top notch, top notch. Stop. I will say. I love that out of him. I love <laughs> fantastic beard too. Just want to bring that up. Oh yeah, his hair too. I don't. He's just got all of his hair is just perfect all of the time. Miles, we love you. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into it. Um, so there was uh some news I didn't put on here, but mm -hmm. there seems to be a roster change with subliners. Yes. Yeah, I sent you that link earlier today. Yes. Yeah. I am <laughs> absolutely baffled. Um, I just so sudden. A Neptune's a great player. Um, so it's it, it, my first take. I'm literally flustered. I was out of words. My first take has to be that it's a chemistry issue and something behind the scenes is they just don't feel like they're meshing. And I will give it to Crim and Clay. They've been on a lot of teams and they've teamed with a lot of different people. So. I trust their call if they feel like, hey, the chemistry's not here. I agree. There's no point to push it 
further into the season, make the change now. But yeah. played well at the kickoff. Yes, they lost their two first games, but so did Optic. I mean, like, you know, and also... And you don't like, see them roster changing, yeah. Yeah, which... But, I mean, Neptune... Yeah, his stats aren't great, but neither are Krim and Clay's. I don't know. It just... Yeah. It seems so soon to be I, making that chain. I will say, though, um, going through, like... Uh, so, some... Uh, what's it called? Intel CDL, or CDL Intel... Mm -hmm on Twitter, mm -hmm. posted the article I sent you on on Twitter, and Jake Lucky, another news kind of source, yeah. said, I ain't blaming anyone who's taking college scholarships over this instability. So may mm -hmm. what that insinuates is that maybe Neptune's going back to college, and he's got a scholarship that he doesn't want to turn down. And that could totally be a thing, too, of, like, yeah. this could just be a decision for Neptune to walk away, and the way that the first rumors are, you know... Because the, the rumors are like, oh, NYSL is dropping Neptune. Maybe Neptune walked away. Maybe Neptune's like, I don't want to play this game, and I have other life things. Like you said, college. Yeah. That's a great thing. I think that could wholeheartedly be a reason. Yeah. Would you, if you were a pro player on NYSL mm -hmm. with Clayster, with Crim6, you guys... Are kind of like you can't even say that you guys are like you're winning or you're losing. You're the the CDO just started, yeah, and you're leaving because you got a scholarship. Would yeah. like would you leave if you got that scholarship? No, but a that's because I know I don't know the exact number, but I know the CDL people are or the CDL players are getting paid a you know decent amount. Also, it's not like Neptune is, like, brand new to the scene. I mean, like, he played Halo competitive, so he's been in the competitive world for at least several years now. Um, so if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't, but that's just me, because I want it, like, it's a dream of mine. Now, maybe, I, maybe if I was in that situation and I was like, I don't want to play competitive Call of Duty right now, I would, but I, in the situation I am right now, there is nothing that could take me off a team with Krim and Clay. And Hydra, because Paco's nasty. Yeah. And maybe go, you know, win a couple tournaments. But that's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Especially, I think maybe it's, like, just Vanguard on top of could that. Be. It could be. I yeah. mean, we we all know a lot of people are not happy with it. Yeah. So you As we you... talk about week after week. <laughs> True. It seems like a re reoccurring topic here. It's a but... broken record, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep scratching it. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fucking uh, Treyarch is already pumping out uh, tweets about its new Call of Duty. When when Ranked Play just came out for Vanguard, the CDL is just going on. This game just came out in November, and Treyarch's like, hey, guess what? We have a better game already. Like, look, hyping up their game. Like, what? It's, I mean, it's... the. Uh We've said it before, and we'll say it again. It's the problem with the one-year cycle and the three developers. It's like they are trying to prove that they are the best developer. It's a competition making the same game. Yeah. It's, it's literally the family of Call of Duty, and you just have all these, like, brothers and sisters fighting at all times is basically yeah. what COD is, right? What, what frustrates me about that is, like, before Sledgehammer came in, I thought Call of Duty was awesome yeah like before it turned from two developers to three call of duty was a great game each year yeah. like yeah we'd complain because 
that's what we all do but it wasn't as bad as as it as it is now Mm -hmm. and then now it's just like and back then the developers only had a year you add yeah. another developer, you have two years to make your game, and somehow it's even more shit and more buggy than a one-year made game. It makes yeah. zero sense to me. All right, yeah. that was my I rant. Mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you stay on your soapbox, and we'll leave it there. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, speaking of subliners in Crim6, yeah. Yeah. there's some tea with uh, NFTs. Mm. See what I did there? I did. I loved it. <laughs> so, uh, let me get this going. So, yep, right now, there is, um, on the Call of Duty competitive subreddit, people are complaining that Clayster and Crim6 are sellouts, and they're selling NYSL NFTs, and they're being complicit, and they don't care about Call of Duty. Just basic, random Call of Duty fan whining and bullshit, right? The same thing mm. that's always happened. Yep. We got Crimsic here saying that he doesn't give a shit about the NFTs. He was forced to retweet it. He doesn't even own any of them. They're not giving him any profit from them. But Crimsic and Clayster and everyone else on NYSL were forced to promote these uh, subliner NFTs, which mm-hmm. I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do think it's ridiculous. It it says in that paragraph that they weren't given any NFTs, which I think is ridiculous because I am somebody like if you're going to make somebody promote something, they have to have it. Yeah. And also, they're your players. You have four players, so give it to them. I don't know. Like it, That, to me, is bad business. I don't personally have a gripe with the fact that they're forced to promote it i think i would have even less of a problem with it if they were given the nfts and nysl is like go promote this because listen they're under contract they have a name on their jersey it's the same thing in the nfl it's the same thing in the nba like they're literally paying you to play video games and to promote a brand and right now NYSL is promoting NFTs. It's what gets sticky with all sports and all contracts. So I don't have a particular gripe with them forcing them to do it, but the fact that they aren't giving them any NFTs, that's when I start to look at NYSL and I'm like, how are you treating your player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I don't know much about the corporation side of the yeah. subliners. They're not even called the subliners. There's something in new york i, I mean know. it's a Anbox. Anbox right. owns them yeah yep. so it's just like i don't know that much about Anbox. i haven't really followed them i know they're in valorant and that's yeah about it and it just seems like especially in call of duty you have to care about your players a little bit more 100%. than any other esport. yeah and it's yeah. just not shown here i do also i my thing with Crim6 is I love the fire that Clayster has and Clayster goes after the CDL and Activision and things like that um, quite often. And that's, I think, to make the league better. And it's something that I used to not love Clayster. 
and I really like him now because he is an advocate for making COD better and competitive Call of Duty. I don't love Crim6 just immediately selling out NYSL when all of a sudden there's haters on the internet. It's like, Crim, I don't think people are going to stop watching you. Like, you have your core fan base. People yeah. hate Crim for so many other reasons. People trash Crim every single day in his chat, on Twitter, things like that. So for him to come out and immediately sell out his organization, I just think there's going to be some trouble in paradise on that NYSL roster now, knowing that Krim is clearly not happy there and has, n like, no hesitation to just throw them all in. Yeah, I think it, yeah. Especially with this NFT thing. I don't know if this has happened in the past where they were mm -hmm. forced to promote things like this and they weren't even having a piece of the pie at all like they weren't offered a piece of profit or the product itself so we just like they're treating their their players as like just social media accounts at this point yeah and i mean if that's it and maybe he gets to do whatever he wants all the other times then i think he's okay especially he's with clay he's got a good team going if he wins another one and just sticks it to all of the CDL and says, fuck you, I can win no matter who I'm with. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was on complex. He was on the dynasty for so long. Yeah. This We know Crim6 can win. So I don't think mm -hmm. he really cares where he's at. No, he doesn't. And mm -hmm. I do respect him for that. However, if he cares about Call of Duty, I don't think he can be throwing his organization in the CDL on us quite as he is yeah do you think they'll drop him for that shit or find no him? i don't well i i mean it's at nysl not the cdl so i don't think there's yeah. any fines to go around that's like if scump said something bad about hex i don't think hex can technically find him yeah. but no i don't think they'll drop him for it and if they do they're fucking know. stupid but yeah crim crim will go back to optic texas he'll <laughs> win one there instead like he yeah, care. whatever. Oh my god. Speaking of Optic Texas. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh my god, am I pissed. <laughs> so I, don't, I just have to say, because you tweeted on the uh, Twitter account, and you said... Nameless baited me. Nameless fucking baited me. In the middle me. of game four, Hardpoint <laughs> Berlin, Optic Texas versus Minnesota Rocker, yep. you tweeted... At Johnny Palmski, ha 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 ha, three one. I thought you were somehow like a full match ahead of me, so I spent that entire and Rocker was down for most of it. They had an incredible comeback at the end. I sat here in my chair, so <laughs> depressed because I'm like, she just ruined the series for me. I watched all weekend for the series. She just ruined the series for me. I told my friends that I was watching it with. They were also sad. And all of a sudden, Rocker comes back, and I was like, I literally text you, I go, what are you talking about? I'm so confused. <laughs> it was, so I couldn't watch, like, I was half watching the game. I was at bar yeah. with my family, but, like, I'm, like, trying to watch it on my phone. It's, like, skipping and stuttering, so I'm, like, keeping up on Twitter, right? I'm looking mm -hmm. through tweets. Everything's going on. It says, one minute ago like i was like thinking like oh yeah this game's close to ending so yeah i just looked through twitter one minute ago nameless optic win three one ggs i was like 
fuck yeah fuck you Pope. like i was so fucking yeah. hype and then you text me what are you talking about and i was like oh i did something wrong <laughs> to be fair that's on nameless because that tells me that either before the game he was assuming that rocker were gonna lose the hard point mm -hmm. or they were up they were up like 190 something to like 112 yeah so it should have been ggs like optic completely blew it but that's an early tweet out of nameless yeah it really was i don't know if that's he was on him dating? that's not on you i don't know i don't know but that that <laughs> that hurt me so much and i would i uh, i am sad and fuck <laughs> tim the tap man i swear to god the motherfucker ruining it for everybody he cursed you ah he cursed texas and it pisses me off but that's okay that is okay what what was crazy about that sort of reverse sweep mm -hmm. out of the rocker and that what i want to talk about in this tweet is yeah they didn't have as much like they were they didn't even have that many views against optic texas and the royal ravens like mm -hmm. minnesota and texas and optic aren't getting yeah. like eighty thousand views like they you minnesota had a whole fucking watch maybe that's why the <laughs> minnesota had a whole watch party where it was Which, just by the way counted counts out was one go. view yeah that that watch party was sick and it's great to see that minnesota is backing the rocker this hard and they're doing i mean they're doing it again they have one set up for their next game against london Side note, just because I follow them religiously. Yeah. yeah, they already have one set up. Um, Where was it? It's like on the University of Minnesota campus at a Buffalo Wild Wing. It's like, I'm pumped. I wish I was home for it. Oh, shit. Um, so yeah. we got to go to one of these, huh? 100%. All right, 100%. yeah. Or maybe the major. We got to get tickets for that Minnesota major and plan that out, huh? I, yes. If my work <laughs> will be generous to me, we're going. All right, yeah. Um, but talking about this viewership. Mm-hmm. I will say, because I, I saw this too, and I was very surprised. And one, the peak viewers being 81,000 and For Boston average viewer, and LAG? Well, that was the first game of the day, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Yeah. CDL goes live, 81,000. That's the peak viewership. Bad look to start. I will say London versus Optic Texas, day two. The fact that 79,000 people came back to watch a series that everybody expected beforehand to not be competitive at all. I'm still happy that we that they only lost 2,000 viewers from Friday to Saturday. Yeah. I think that's still a slight victory. I think that's and just pull on Optic at that point. No, it is. And yeah. still for Optic to have... Once again, you see the 74,000. That was on day one. People were jazzed Friday, I think, for it. Same thing with Seattle. The thing that they need to push now is keeping the viewership throughout the weekend. Because Minnesota Optic here, I mean, this is Sunday. This is last match. And 73, not ideal, but still, you know, 20,000 above average viewership. The yeah. big thing, and I took my own statistic on it, and it just doesn't really show on this, but... Optic Texas versus London. Day two, I think it was the third, no, second game. 79,000, like I said, for a series that wasn't expected to be all that competitive. 
the game after that was, or the series after that, was Seattle Surge and Toronto Ultra. Arguably one of the most competitive series, like predicted competitive series coming into the tournament. Oh yeah, it was a run back from the kickoff. Exactly. That also went to a game five. Very competitive series. Optic Texas and London, after their game five, had around 77, 78. I was watching it. I checked it. They had 77, 78,000. Yeah. After game four of the Seattle Surge versus Toronto Ultra, we're going to a game five against two great teams. Viewership was at 27,000. It wasn't even the final series of the day. 27,000 people. Two se- This is a series after we see that 79,000 number. Yeah, I... Oh. What that happened? was the statistic that blew my mind. And I, I said it in the kickoff classic, and I'll say it again. Call of Duty needs Optic to win. And it's not... I mean, for the community, but for viewerships. Because if, if Optic is getting 79,000, almost peak viewership, for a series that wasn't expected to be competitive like London... Imagine if they're going winners finals, grand finals, beating teams 3-0 the rest of the season. That's when we're going to start seeing higher than those 81,000s. More than ever, competitive Call of Duty needs Optic to be good and win games. Yeah, it's all dependent on Optic, honestly. Like, if it And you wasn't can't tell me Optic- the players don't know that. To be honest, like, yeah. there's a lot of pressure on them, and I do feel bad. But you cannot tell me that Scump doesn't know that competitive Call of Duty kind of rests in his hand. Yeah. If Scump retired, the CDL would be done. It'd be over. Flush. Out of the wind. But the thing is, with Optic fans, though, they don't give up. And yeah, this major, or this qualifier for the major was bad, but I bet you that Optic major, that the first major that's happening this year is going to have viewership like no other. The 100%. crowds are going to be fucking insane at the esports arena. It's just these online plays. Nobody gives a shit until the major, I feel like. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Optic loses to London with a peak of 79,000. Mm-hmm. Then on Sunday, they still have 73,000 people watching them. Like, and I guarantee you that that 6,000, or yeah, 6,000 that we lost, were not Optic fans. It was people that were sick of watching Call of Duty for the week. So that's still huge. Like, Optic fans aren't going anywhere, and even if they do continue to lose games here and there, the fandom will still be there, the viewership will still come on Optic's coattails. But I do agree, after this first major in Texas, hearing what Optic's like doing with it, Hitch is doing a lot of things to actually make it a whole experience when they're there, they're going to kick it off with a bang, and I think it will really help bring viewership. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Oh, can't wait. Just, I want Optic to win so bad, and I they know. haven't, and I'm still rooting for them, and it's just, that that loss against Minnesota, fucking Illy lost full. His Whatever that yeah. was, 
whatever he threw, his headset, his controller, his his monitor, keyboard, whatever, is in smithereens. Done. It's all like he lost full, and it it shows. Everybody was pissed, and, it, and on paper they're so. a great team. Yeah. On paper they're a Toronto Ultra. I think that there's a little bit of switches that could be made, but that's a whole other story. So we won't go into that quite yet. I'll be making Ooh. some TikToks on it this week because right. I just have some ideas. I don't think I don't think there's anything bad. I'm not saying get rid of any players. I'm just saying maybe some switches on the teams could be. Okay. All right. In the in the IGL category, that's all. All right. Follow at BombCod <laughs> <laughs> to see Palmer's opinions. Uh, I've got a lot of them. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right um let's go into opinions of enable yeah i mean this is this is the hot take around the league after everybody's mm. been watching it um several issues with cod one that there's auto aim through walls and that's a whole thing bottom line that needs to get fixed but the real thing is people are calling for a higher time to kill in ban people think that uh i think it was simp that tweeted out feels like we're basically playing hardcore um it enable says it in this tweet it's super quick every yeah. time you switch to somebody else's pov they're dead especially with squad spawns if somebody injures somebody let's say on a hard point and then you get squad spawned on there's not even enough time for you to heal before somebody can put two bullets into you and you're dead like it just i agree the time to kill is way too short it ruins the skill gap but, and I was whole, I was totally for it. I was like, absolutely make the time to kill instead of a hundred, make it one thirty, make it one fifty, whatever. Scump did bring up a good point though, and I just saw this like right before we went live because somebody asked him about it. He said, "Yeah, if you change the time to kill, you have to basically change everything in the game. Very because true. if you, if you change the time to kill to one thirty, okay, well now nades are basically pointless." Nades don't kill like they did. You know, you have to change the damages on certain guns. You'd have to make a sniper hit harder for it to be a one-shot. And I don't trust Call of Duty to make those changes with weapons right now. So that's something where I'm like, I agree it would be better that way. A, they won't change it mid-season like this. That's way too big of a change to make, even if you just put it in custom games. But B, they'd have to change a whole lot of stuff that goes with that, and I just don't really trust them to do it correctly. Yeah. What's weird about this, everyone's talking about the time to kill. TTK this, TTK that. It's too fast. It's too fast. We got to change it. People don't realize that the, the time to kill in Vanguard is right up with there with Black Ops 2, Black Ops 1, Modern Warfare 2, Modern, the top games everybody fucking loves. It, it's the same. So there's got to be something else wrong with the game. I do agree that every time we switch to a player, the play seems so quick and so fast and everyone's dead in seconds. I don't think it's the time to kill, though. No. There's got to be something else, something else wrong there. And... On top of that, like, Ghost has the highest or, or the smallest time to kill ratio there is. Mm -hmm. And I watched that 
on call like I watched that competitively. I played it competitively constantly, and yeah. I was fine with it. I don't think it's like it, there's got to be something wrong with Vanguard itself for for it to feel like the time to kill is is worse than Ghost. I think it's two things, just real quick. One, mm -hmm. I agree with you because the time to kill is what we used to have in MW two Black Ops one, Black Ops two, what people call the classics for games. The movement much faster now. You didn't have guys sliding out around a corner with an MP40 back in MW2. It was a slower play style. So yes, it was faster killing, but a lot more across the map killings. You know, you could get away from somebody. People weren't rechalling and sliding out. Like the movement is just faster. And with a quick time to kill, that's why it seems so fast when you're watching it. Two, gun balancing isn't what it used to be. There is a, and yes, this isn't used in competitive COD, but in pubs, the problem with you, with when they've introduced this many, um, attachments, attachments. Yeah. yes, this many attachments for this, you know, they want to make everybody like this customization. They want it to feel special. Okay. Well, most guns, most guns in the game right now have a build that's two bullets that's broken. And it's what's wrong with the game. So I think it's the time to kill paired with the weapon balancing and the movement that makes it feel so much faster than the Yeah. It's just insane. Also, oh my god, I'm struggling here. We have a visitor who wants to <gasps> take my water. Oh Say my gosh. to the people, Mowgli. Sorry for anyone listening hi, to this Mowgli. on Spotify. But uh, Mowgli is trying to turn off the stream right now. So... We don't Please like don't. him right now. Yeah. There's an adorable kitty on the <laughs> camera. Hey, bye, Moogs. All right. So, back to what we were saying. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. If you're going to make the time to kill that high, or the same amount, like you're trying to make it like all the Call of Duties that everybody loves, you have to make it like all the Call of Duties everybody loves. Yeah. Like, you can't have this slide canceling, breaking through walls aim assist through walls like the mp40 is fucking ridiculous in its Nasty. own right and it's just at range too mm -hmm. like if a team broke out all mp40s like not one ar i wouldn't question it whatsoever yeah seriously it's just it's bad i saw octane the human turret with an mp40 <laughs> that's how you know it's a broken weapon yeah I'd insane know. All right, so let's get into Valorant. Let's do it. Uh, some sad news in Valorant to start Horrible. off. Horrible, like, just disgusting, misogynistic, sexual assault shit. And it, it, it pisses me off every time. Yep. And it's just like, it's 2022. Why are we, why is this still a thing at this point? But, so... Valorant Game Changers, we talked about it last week, how the Game Changers are bringing in more women uh, Valorant players into the competitive scene. And this uh, girl, Joanne, was on Motif Esports, and she made a whole twit longer about why she's leaving. But basically what it boils down to is that the owner of Motif, uh, Jaws, his real name is Jax, uh, told Joanne that he he offered her to send her explicit photos of himself in return for her performing well in Valorant. Which yeah. is just 
absolutely disgusting. And uncalled for. It's a video game. What are you... What's going on here? We talked about it, or at least I, you know, I talked about it last week, especially just, like, from an outside perspective. Like, I love what Game Changers is doing. I think we need more females in esports. And... I really liked what game I really like what Game Changers is doing to do that and just something like this, you know, one just gross human being that is stuck in an old mindset that was wrong to begin with just takes away everything that Game Changers is trying to do. It's it's disgusting. It has no place in esports, no place in any setting in this world in general and it's really just very unfortunate however i'm very happy that she was able to get out of that situation it sounds like she like her and her team did not disband just went under different management slash their own management and is going to continue to play together very happy to hear that i think one of their coaches stayed with them too so just happy they could like they could get out of that situation and continue on with Valorant, continue on with Game Changers, and just you know, because that's that's what obviously um, is going to help. Yeah, it's insane that like we still have to deal with this. The why are you going to hire these competitive players, these pro players, and then harass them? Like you're the owner. And this is the shit you're saying? The owner? Could you imagine the owner of the fucking, like, I don't know, Dallas Cowboys saying that he's going to send explicit pictures to Dak Prescott? Like, it'd be a media field day. And you think just because they're a girl and it's they're not in the top tier pro league of Valorant that you can say shit like that? I mean, it, and you're right. And unfortunately, I mean, hey, we know Chicago sports that happened on the Blackhawks and that wasn't even the owner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's disgusting. And it's even more disgusting that it is the owner because you're the one that bring like brought, you know, these girls in. You're the one paying them. You're the one that's like, yeah, let's do this. This is awesome. Girls in esports. And then you just do this fucking shit. Yeah. I, I, when you sent it to me, I was like, what? absolutely like i i was at work i was like i need to go home before i read this like i can't just pop this article out because i'm gonna be just furious yeah i literally i never print press send on something so quick to you before like this was just i was enraged it's awful i there's nothing more i can say on the matter other than it's just absolutely awful yeah i just can't deal with like this ruins esports for women we're trying to get more women in the esports we're trying to get people to watch like if you get women in the esports your viewership will be tenfold tenfold and you're gonna do this shit it's like come on dude (sighs) Yeah. yeah it sucks all right but on a lighter note and more drama, if anything. We need to stop talking about this before I just lose no, all composure. Yeah. So, last week, 
we talked about TSM and T1 mm-hmm. and how T1's coach is now fully suspended and T1 got suspended for talking in in the uh, in-game all-chat call-outs. Yep. Not even, like, two days after that video went live of us talking about it, G2, <laughs> Valorant, has now gotten a warning by Riot Games for their coach communicating with players. Yeah. What I don't get is they went so hard in one direction the first time with the suspensions. Mm-hmm. But they give G2 a warning. Yeah. There was something in the tweet, or at least the article I read, that said after investigation, they came to suspect that it was simply a celebratory message. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have any evidence to show that it was happening earlier on. Whereas in the, uh, like with the case with TSM and T1, it was an it actual was full call out. Help sewers. It was a yeah. call out where this yeah. one was just like GG's good win, something like that. So I think that that's the, like the separation between the punishments. But remind me, was this, this was an online ter- uh, situation, right? This isn't yes. in person. Yeah. Okay. I think I, at this point, you've now got two situations. We good? Yeah. 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 We're good. Okay. Uh, you now have two situations of this. I wouldn't be surprised if they have to possibly shut down the comms a little bit from coaches. I mean, I don't think it's good, but you have a suspension and a warning within the first, what, two major, like, two big tournaments yeah. slash like, qualifying play. Yeah. Who else? Something, Who something's going to have to be done. Yeah. You can't just keep going back and reviewing shit. Like, you just got to get ahead of it. Yeah, something's happening. These co like... Can you imagine this unlocks, like, what has been happening this entire time we've been in COVID and had to do these online plays? Could it could you... be a scandal that ruins the eSport of Valorant. Yeah, like, could you imagine that this has been going on and nobody's talked about it and it's just happening now because yeah. two teams fucked up? Like, imagine, like, it's it's fairly easy not to type in all chat. 100%. I, I fuck up typing in all chat all of the time. Like, when it switches to the next round, it switches from all chat back to regular chat. Oh, yeah. And it's so annoying. But for you to accidentally type in all chat, you explicitly have to put slash all. You have to type slash all. But now that I'm thinking about it, the fact that they can send a chat anyways is so broken because... If they are just sending it to their team, they like you said, what if that help sewers text from last week didn't get sent all chat and it was just sent to the team? We wouldn't even know about it. Yeah. We wouldn't know. This is what why are they able like there's it's like in COD, a coach cannot talk to the team during a series. The coach isn't even on the stage, I don't even think. No. No. Yeah. I don't even think I don't think even in the pro series online, I don't think the coach can be in the spectator. No. And they the like watch with the stream. Now thinking about it that Valorant has that and that the coach can be chatting makes zero sense and clearly I think something needs to be changed. Yeah, I don't think coaches should be able to be in the game with the players. I think they no. can watch it on stream 
and talk to the mm-hmm. players during breaks and stuff. But like, they there's they shouldn't be in the game with the players. No, especially in like when a coach can see a mini map that a player can't. That if you've ever played video games, you know how much of an advantage that is. Yeah, it's insane. It's wild. Yeah. I just, yeah, Valor needs to fix that, and I hope they do. They did come out with that they're going to reamp their esports division tenfold, so maybe this is something they also do. I mean, they've been pretty good about reviewing these uh, these allegations pretty mm-hmm. quickly and doling out punishments, so yep. I think it's good. Yeah, I, th- I mean, now hearing oh. about these, I think it's a good change something's wrong you froze so i think you should turn off your camera and turn it back on <laughs> and it froze on the funniest picture of you it's great <laughs> oh that's cute i know right oh okay let's see let me switch over yeah there you go all good now cool Yay. cool thanks chat I for moved. telling me yeah. that palmer froze hey <laughs> Mugsy Taquito, thanks for the call out. We mm. wouldn't have known. <laughs> I was wondering why my Discord just like muted on my screen. I was like, oh, how did that happen? Yeah, well, I don't know what just happened. There. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but okay, speaking of breaks yep. in between games, we have Valor and Pros during a pause in the game, a technical pause. So something was wrong within the game and mm. they were trying to fix it. So they were waiting. These two teams, I don't even know who the two teams were, decided to start playing Squid Games. Yep. So they had, they basically were playing Red Light, Green Light. Uh, they had one player turning around every now and again. I think it's the Viper. And you can see here, they, oh my god, it's the funniest shit that they're all just chilling here. And they just play red light, green light while they wait. Yeah. During a VCT match where your head is supposed to be focused, calm, cool, collected, thinking about what you need to be doing in the next round. The game's about to start. It's 0-0 right now. Pistol round is yeah. going. And you're playing red light, green light? I love it. <laughs> I mean... Looks like the score is zero zero, so it looks like the game was just about to start, which yeah. like you said, you're supposed to be in the headspace. I just love it. I think it's awesome that you know, you can they can be like they can separate the competition like that and just be playful in a way. Yeah. It also was open conversation for Valorant. People were like, Oh, they should have custom games like they do in Overwatch and although I don't know I don't really play Valorant, so I don't really know if that would even be a thing i just love that it opened up that yeah possibility there's a bit of joy there that was a very cute moment by these two teams i hopefully one of them won that team won because that was just i need to see more of that if they didn't i'm very sad about it and you guys need to focus more i guess and that's the reason why you (laughs) lost yeah that's actually (laughs) but yeah i would love to see Uh more of that if they did win 100 Um, so going back uh, we keep going back to la- from what we were talking about last week and the week before yep. I think we talked about this week one actually mm-hmm. I'm not sure uh, so we talked about Nitro going leaving Valorant 
going back to um, CSGO, what's happening now is Nitro is kind of struggling in his return to CSGO. And I get it. It's a. I think CSGO is a harder game. It's not well yeah. managed. It's not well updated. It looks like shit. I hate CSGO. How much it, it just looks like shit. And I think it's just harder to to see in yeah. the game compared to Valorant, where it's super cartoony. Yeah, I watched I watched the clip of Tarek talking about this, and mm-hmm. he even said in it, he's like, you know, CSGO is harder. And that might be true. To be honest, I've played both Valorant and CSGO maybe twice combined, so I can't really say. But the fact that... And I also, like, FaZe, who they were playing, after doing some research, went on to, uh, like, was playing really well um, in this tournament. And the other one was, I think, Space Station, who is considered one of the best teams in CSGO, like, uh, of all the teams right now. So go space station. Let's go. Clearly two really good teams that he yeah. struggled against. Um I mean, I, but Nitro's supposed to be a veteran, you know. 100%, but think about it. I the way that I compare it to okay, formal. Yes, Nitro didn't have a 7-year hiatus. It was a 2-year hiatus, but same thing. He goes from COD to Halo. Is he good enough to play pro right now? Yeah, he's proven that. But he's still usually at the bottom of the leaderboard. Give it time. Nitro's one of the veterans. He was absolutely spitting on kids in Valorant. I think new team, new game, like or at least a game to get back into. I don't know. I think give it time and he'll get back into the reins of it. Yeah. Yeah, once you put it like that, I, I understand it. Like, thinking back to formal, he played Halo, went to Call of Duty, now he's back in Halo, and he's kind of struggling a little bit. But he's still really good. The thing is, yeah. is, like, with that, like, same thing. Formal gets on a great team. Sentinels is an awesome team. He's winning. It's, like, yeah, he's bottom of the leaderboard, but he was winning. He yeah. even he made it in week four. All yeah. the way to the grand finals. Nitro is... On a great team, he's p- played CS:GO more recently than Formal's played Halo, mm-hmm. and he's struggling. And I like not putting it on him. Yeah, he probably needs more time. He needs to get used to things again. He's so used to Valorant at this point, and v- yeah, Valorant and CS:GO are similar games, but they're not the exact same game. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna be hard for him. But it's just shocking the way he's had to deal with it. You know? Yeah. For sure. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe it will be tougher for him to come back from it, and he'll continue to struggle this season. I don't really know. I It makes me want to watch CSGO now that we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. I, that My thing is, like, if they would have won those two games, and he was struggling at the bottom of the leaderboard, would it have brought, been brought up? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Don't know. But, I probably not. Hopefully he'll get back in his rhythm. Hopefully yeah. he gets I hope he does. I, I root for Nitro. He's really good. Uh, I started watching him in, in Valorant because I wasn't really that much of a CSGO fan. But yeah. I I still root for him. He was on 100 Thieves. Loved him to death. I hope he's doing well in Team Liquid. Yeah. All right. Well, 100%. Palmer's made some really fun things for Halo, though. 
Let's get, let's talk I, about guys, that. Guys, I made something today. Kiana texted me and she was like, I need you to make these. And I was like, great. Yes, she had to send me the link, but I figured it out from there and I'm proud of myself. Go for it. Because I am technologically challenged. <laughs> so it's fine. I'm going to be teaching Palmer how to do a lot of things because I'm a very, very busy lady. But. So, so if things go wrong in the next week, blame me, not Kiana. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, yes. Let's, let, let's keep it like that, actually. <laughs> but Palmer's made a tier list of each pool uh, um, each pool in the Halo Anaheim land that is coming up on Super Bowl weekend. Talk about that a little bit later after this. But I thought it would be a little bit fun because Halo News has kind of been down this week. To kind of do a tier list of the different pools because that was announced. So let's yeah. get this. So I'm I just I'm not even gonna say anything. That should happen. So Cloud Nine should definitely be S tier. They've won at every single pro series plus rally. They have not yeah. lost. They're undefeated. So easily S tier. Yeah. No brainer. Yeah. I, Sentinels, I'm tempted to also put an S tier because now they have Royal 2. And, I mean, they went to the grand finals against Cloud9 with Formal. I can't imagine Royal no. 2. But. No, I agree. I was yeah. going to say I put them at A simply because of Royal 2. After Anaheim, I think if they play well, we could easily be shooting them up to S. But yeah. just because of the roster change and. I mean, they're obviously still a great team, but they're not as good as Cloud9. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put them at A. I, I would put them at S, but I would put them at A solely because it's a roster change, different chemistry. Yeah. Haven't played with Royal 2 in a minute. So, yeah, I'd put them there. But it's very interesting. For sure. Uh, We'll see We'll see at this event if they can get S tier for sure. Mm-hmm. Oxygen. Yeah, I had to go do a little bit of research for Oxygen because I hadn't, mm. I you know, I'd seen the name float around. Um, they they're the the parent company to Boston Breach. That they are, mm-hmm. and I I'd been seeing their name in, um, I'd been been seeing their name in like the Halo pools and things like that. I think I'm gonna put them at C because they've. They have made it into a couple pro series. I believe they were in Anaheim. They've made it out of a couple open brackets. But what from what I'm seeing here, you tend to lose in the first or second game once they actually make it in uh, out of the open bracket. So obviously potential. They grind hard. They beat a lot of teams. But until they can make a serious run throughout the bracket, got to put them at C. Yeah, very true, very true. Now, we love anime. They just got... Um, signed to Esports Arena Red Team, I think. Oh. Don't know what that is. I just saw it as a tweet. I didn't really look into it that much. But it's mm-hmm. very interesting that a arena that's based in Dallas that is now owned by Envy, who owns Optic, now signed a, a Halo team through the Esports Arena and not through Envy. Yeah, I don't even know what that means to be honest very confused by it but it seems they have potential yeah i mean so i put them c tier 
Okay, sure. <laughs> what about you? What would you say? I listen. I I I would put them at D, not because I think they're a bad team, simply because they've only made it out of one open bracket where Oxygen has made it out of more, and that could simply be because they haven't played as many. I don't know. Mm. Hard to with these teams like this. Um, I'm yeah. fine with putting them at C though. Yeah, I just feel horrifically bad that Oxygen and We Love Anime are in the same tier or same pool as it's chalk. It's you're you're done, sir. You're hor- horrifically done. You've lost full before you even walk into the venue. Yeah, it. I I feel very bad for them. I wish they had more of a chance. Uh, but this is, it sucks. It really does to be in that in pool A for Their in Cloud Nine and Sentinels. Be- their weekend is basically let's get some practice in against some good teams and let's see if we can take a couple maps on them and prove that we can at least, you know, play with the best and not get swept. That's, yeah, and then go to a bar and watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. That's literally their goal. Yep. All right. Well, so now we got um, Pool A, which is Phase Fanatic G1, which is really funny. It's kind of like a play on G2 and mm-hmm. Space Station, who we just mentioned is doing really really well in csgo right now but they're also doing really well in halo and uh space station is where um formal was before he moved on to sentinels it was it was um let's yeah let's talk about space station first i would probably put them at i'm just looking at their previous here i'd put them at a b tier um they have made top eight in the last couple pro series events i think they put up a let me go to the um the kickoff in raleigh do 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 yeah they put up a top eight spot um in the kickoff too i mean so uh, that's that's impressive to me especially with we've seen that some of these teams are really good they keep fighting all they need to do is win a couple more i mean especially with best of threes early in on halo brackets if you don't start hot unfortunately you've lost the series so i think they have really good potential yeah i'm i'm excited for them uh i started rooting them solely because formal was on there and now getting to know them it i root for them so much their owner is so cool space station is just a cool team a cool brand and i'm excited for them 100 we'll see what they do hopefully after Anaheim, we can bump them up to at least A tier. Now for, sure, for, for sure. uh, FaZe, they've been going head-to-head with Cloud9 every single week in the Pro Series. Yep. I think they are S tier. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. They are, I mean, they're one win away from being, you know, a Grand Finals champ. They've been there, they were there at Raleigh, and they've been there two, one Pro Series and I think they made it to the winners' finals and lost to Optic the other two pro series. So like, yeah. or two of the other three. So yeah, they're S two. They yeah. on any good day, they just got to get the right recipe and they'll take Cloud Nine down. Yeah, for sure. And in this pool, there's no doubt in my mind that they're S tier within this pool. Oh, they're coming out of this pool without a scratch. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd be surprised if they had one loss. Yeah. Now for G one. I don't really know the, who this team is and what they're doing. And I could be completely wrong, but I think G1 might be 
partially owned by some athlete in the NBA or the NFL. I thought I heard something about this like beforehand or like Mm. before the season started. Um, But obviously I'm now seeing their name again and I'm like, wait, that sounds really familiar. I'm going to do my research this weekend and we can talk about it next week. Uh, But I think... They might be owned by a pro athlete. Don't quote me. Okay. Interesting, interesting. The reason why, like, I'm just shocked that they're even in Anaheim and in this pool is I just really haven't seen much of them in the pro series. Yeah. Like, I think they've been in the pro series a couple times and they've been knocked out first round, second round. Mm -hmm. Like, they're always in the loser's bracket and they always just lose full. So, I... I don't know. I mean, I think they're better than... I don't want to put them in D, but I'm going to. Yeah. Just because, especially with... If we're thinking within this pool, there's no way. They're going to get crushed. Absolutely. By Space Station and FaZe. 100%. Like, if there, like, if there was a way to show, like, even below... I, I If there was an E tier, I'd put it there. Yeah, and it's nothing against them. I mean, obviously, it takes a lot to make it out of an open bracket, but like you said, within this pool, I don't think they're going to put much up much of a fight, even against Space Station or Fnatic. I mean, in the other pool, I think that We Love Anime or Oxygen could, like, take each other on. I don't know that G1 is going to take Fnatic on, but yeah. I hope they... We'll see if they prove it. Yeah. Now, Fnatic, also a team that we haven't really heard much about, but I will say... The, the team on paper looks like... It's like Optic. The team on paper looks really? great. And it just had... Like, at some point, they're going to start clicking. Or they make sure. one roster change, and this is good. But for Anaheim, I am flipping my head through... They're either B or C, and I can't tell right now. So you got to make I, the decision. I was going to put them at C simply because they haven't had as great of showings previously as Space Station. I don't know their roster all that well, but if you say that it's good on paper, I totally trust you. And, mm-hmm. you know, one tournament could easily bump them up into B. But just from what we've seen for now, I think they sit at C, especially in this pool. I don't think they're Space Station quite yet. Yeah. Especially, like, again, Halo Esports has just ramped back up. Yep. These players have not played co- competitive Halo to this caliber in a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we we don't know. Things are changing. People are getting used to the game more. We don't know where it's going to kick off from here. 100%. Yeah. So now on to Pool C. Pool C is Let's my, do it. my favorite. Yeah. There's Optics in it and S tier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Optics once again S tier. They're putting up fights every single time. I think there was one... I mean, obviously, in Anaheim, they lost to Sentinels, which turned out to be a great team, but they just went up against... uh, They've gone up against Cloud9 twice to Sentinels 1, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I think they're S-tier. And I will say, they're they're the ones that, besides Cloud9, Optic's the only other team that's won a Pro Series. Yep. So, they've won two Pro Series to Cloud9's four. Yep. And we've only had seven pro series <laughs> like it's only been two teams that have been winning so i think they're definitely s tier yeah um g2 
kind of been struggling a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, again, they have potential, but they have been a struggle bus lately. I'd put them at C personally. I just want to know what you're you're thinking. No, I, I agree. I mean, they, um, I was looking through it. Yeah. They're just, they're not putting up as many finishes as I expected them to at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're making it out of some open brackets and then losing right away. So yeah, I think C is a good spot for them. Cool. Yeah, and with complexity, again, solely because fuck you, Tim the Tap Man, I'd put them at D, but I think they're C. <laughs> I, I agree. Complexity's made it out a couple open brackets. Um, I think if G2 gets it clicking, they will clearly be a better team, but as of now, I would put both of them at C. Yeah, and I'm scared for my life that complexity is going to get the Tim the Tap Man on. And just, he's going to root for them, and they're just going to lose randomly. Yes. So, we'll see about that. So, for now, see, G2 and Complexity are kind of on the same caliber. Yeah, Um, I agree. Incognito, don't really know them that much. I tried to find them. I tried to look them. Yeah. Nothing on them. 100%. Um, I don't want to put them in D because I don't think it's fair, but at the same time, like, they just haven't seeing made the, a name for themselves. They haven't made a name for themselves. So I would put them in D with an asterisk because this is just really the yeah. first time that I'm going to really get to see them. Um, yeah, they're more like so, over here in between D, D and C. Yeah, if there was a category for unproven, they'd go in that. Yeah. And it's, and you can see this compared to the other pools. Optic 100% has the easiest pool. Oh my gosh. Gonna stomp them. It's, it's, if Optic somehow comes out of this with some battle scars, I'll be shocked. 100%. So we'll see how it is. They do have the easiest roster, I think. Um, well, roster, I mean, uh, pool, but we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. You never know in these pool play matches what's you gonna never happen. Know. Optic and could I think lose so- full completely and just still win the full tournament. I can't remember. Are the pool plays best of three? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, maybe, maybe Optic comes out a little slow and, like, G2 can sneak a couple maps on them. Who knows? I doubt it, but that would be how it happens. Yeah. So, let's go on to the last pool, pool D. The final pool. Um, This also has to do with the topic that we wanted to talk about. Um, So, E United, really good team. Holds their own against Cloud9 every Pro Series. Yep. Was just missing that one one piece. Mm -hmm. You know? And uh, some people on Twitter have found that... uh, Mr. Matthew Porter himself has been practicing with the United a little bit. I even checked his stream right now. He's wearing the E United skin on his gun. Real quick. <laughs> you just uh you just combined formal and crim six, which if that was a human, oh. I wanna see him I wanna see him did shoot I say an Porter AR. and you not did. Potter. All I <laughs> Piper. Piper? Oh shit! Yeah. What's his last name? I can't even. Matthew at this point. Piper. Piper. Matthew Piper. Oh my god! But I'm just saying, I want to see the combination of a human being, Crim Six, and Formal shoot an AR because 
might be the best Call of Duty player to ever it, touch a gun. Oh my god, yeah. But anyways. Their, yeah, their child would be amazing. Oh, we need another oh. segment where we just like put two pro players together and who their child would be. Oh, don't tempt me, but we can. <laughs> but um, yeah, United, yeah. I have to say, they're either A or S. I would put them at A for now. I think A is a good spot for them. Um, yes, Formal was playing for them for a quick scrim. It is not a permanent change. Ryan Noob had a positive COVID test. I have not seen if he um, like still has it, but I guess with the new guidelines, it's probably only five days, so he's probably back anyways. So it's it's not a permanent switch for Formal like I was kind of hoping when i first saw the tweet however the fact that they went to formal for it kind of tells me that formal is the number one substitute right now yeah you know, covid covid is still a thing a player could easily go down pre-tournament and i think that i mean formal's playing eights with these guys constantly so just good to see that he's kind of the number one sub i w- wouldn't be surprised if somebody we talked about it last week you know will he get a number uh a number six team to take yeah, him on top six team yeah. well now maybe you know maybe he's their guy if any of the top six teams decide to make a roster yeah and it's like with the united i put them at a solely because the uh their player got covid so close to anaheim yeah that i'm pretty sure he might not be able to go to anaheim so, yeah i don't know and yeah. in that case, I don't know, like, I I guess maybe Formal travels with him if, yeah. if it is so, but I don't really know. Also, even if he comes back, I will say, COVID brain's a thing, man. Like, yeah. I had it, and I was not at 100%, you know, brain power for a little bit. So, like, I hope Ryan Noobs didn't get too sick or anything like that, but I don't know. It fucks with Could you. affect it. It yeah. does. So, yeah, so I I would put them at S tier solely because they hold their own against Cloud9 all of the time. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, one kill away from winning it all every single mm-hmm. time. So it's basically A tier solely because they're kind of at this point of unknown with yep. Ryan Noob and Formal. One, Ryan Noob, like you said, could have COVID brain and just fog up or mess something up and it just doesn't go his way. Or formal, they don't have the chemistry. They never played with formal. This is weird type of way. Like formal doesn't know the way you plays that well. Yeah, he's so used to sentinels. So it's just we don't know. A lot's up in know. the air with this team right now. Yeah. So, but I will say they would be S if Ryan Noob didn't get COVID. But they are A yep. for now in a hand in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I just need to say this: push and pee. This, the Push and Peak was a joke that came out, like, three weeks ago. The fact that yeah. there's a team named Push and Pee in a, the Anaheim Land Tournament is... How did they do that? I don't know. I do <laughs> not know. Um, they're a C tier for me. I was going to put them at D tier, but simply because of the name and simply because this is clearly a new name because this meme started about a month which, ago. Yeah, which means this is a brand new team. Push and P is not at the bottom for me. They are a C tier team and arguably a B. No, not actually. But C, C, I feel like <laughs> is confident. Yeah, because how this team is brand new and yep. is somehow playing in the land. Nuts. Just nuts. All right. 
I think our semi-favorite here, KCP. Oh, my boy Manny. My boy Manny. Let's <laughs> quick round of applause for Z Manny. Um, the Pioneers. They're a B-tier team to me. I mean, yeah. and that's and that's not even because of my love for Manny. Um, they have been putting up DJ Sticky Feet says KCP S tier, and I knew that he was going to say it if he was in here. Um, <laughs> they've actually been putting up like top eight performances. They did it at Anaheim. They did it at three of the last four pro series. They were in the top eight. They actually, I think, were top four for the last pro series or two pro series ago. Mm-hmm. They did beat Optic in one of the pro series. Like, this is actually a decent team. I've watched them hold their own against the United. I've watched them hold their own against FaZe. They're not quite that caliber yet. And it's simply because I haven't seen them get a win on most of those teams, but they are so close and I really think they can be there in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, no, this is super close here. Like the Pioneers have been able to hold their own. It's just consistency. 100%. They 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 can go all the way to the grand finals or they can be first round lower bracket out. You don't you just don't know with them. They have I, they, good it, days and bad days. They did miss a pro series after making Anaheim and making two pro series in a row. They didn't even make it out of open bracket. So like it can happen to any team when you're only playing a best of three series. So you're right. Consistency is everything for this squad. Yeah. And hopefully they're consistent. And I would love to see uh, <laughs> a Manny versus Boo Boo. Oh, the repeat? Yes. Can he be a repeat offender of the body shot? I, I- hope so. <laughs> I would love it. And now, last one, XX. Yeah, I mean, I'd put them at C tier. Uh, they've made it out of, you know, quite a few open brackets. I think they made it to Raleigh. Uh, just haven't done anything since then. Especially yeah, they've been this... very quiet. Yeah, yeah, they've been quiet. They've been make, you know, they've been making cuts, but once they get to the final bracket, they don't do much. Especially in this pool, I think it's a clear one-two, and then push and P and X set. Depends on whoever has the better day. So Yeah. I just this this pool is very close, but I do think that it's United's gonna come up on top, mm-hmm. but there's a possibility because of the roster changes with E United that pioneers can slide through if they're consistent enough. It it all comes down to that. Is it is it top two out of each pool go? I think so. It's either top two or top okay. three. Okay, so I expect KCP to go anyway. Yeah. Um but you're right. More than likely in the second spot, I hope to see them in the first spot. And depending on what's going on with the United, they could. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited for Anaheim. The only thing I'm not excited for is that Call of Duty, Halo... Well, maybe I am excited about it a little bit. But Call of Duty, Halo, and the Super Bowl are happening all at the same time. Girl, we got plenty it's- of monitors. We'll make it happen. Boy, I just talked to Justin. says he's... You guys aren't having the Super Bowl party there. I I wasn't consulted on this. <laughs> so we're having a Super Bowl party at your apartment, is what you're saying. And we're also going to have... See, what? See here's here's what you're missing. <laughs> we're having an Anaheim watch, ser- ser- uh, watch party mm-hmm. with a COD watch party 
backpacking on it in like a banjo kazooie type thing they're both the heroes but like in this case anaheim just a little more important yeah um and super bowl will be on in the background should we stream it honestly would kind of be fun too yeah. but we can talk about that we should we should plan that out for sure. Chat, yeah, would you should, want us should. to stream that? Us watching the Super Bowl, I, okay. Halo, and COD? nobody's gonna watch that. People are gonna be watching Super Bowl. I would love to stream it, but I don't know if anybody's watching. <laughs> We're we gonna be. About, <laughs> we talked about it last week about how COD and Halo <laughs> are competing against the Super Bowl. Now, granted, would not be the first time I've streamed for one viewer, and I will do it again. So, <laughs> it's not out of the question, Keon. I mean, I would love to, but right. yeah, I even just for the tweet, just for the TikTok of showing just the monitors, I oh. will bring this TV over. Content, baby. That's what we're here for. No, exactly. yeah, we'll, we'll make something happen. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's it for this week in esports, everybody. Woo! Hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Keep up with all the latest news on This Week in Esports. Special thanks to everyone in the chat for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Peace and love, y'all.